Why, hello. Hey. <laughs> hello to everybody out there joining us this evening. Hello to the replay viewers and welcome on into the Mental Health Hour, episode 13. What's going on, Gemma? Um, I'm cool. It's been a busy week, but other than that, I'm still here. <laughs> still here. Still kicking. Oh, so today, this evening, this afternoon for some, this middle of the night for you, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're we're going to get into our second episode of living with depression. Um, earlier on, let's, I think it was episode two, actually. Um, my very second episode, I, I covered living, living with depression. I went back and looked over um, that broadcast and um, there was some... Uh, coping and uh, managing um, skills and what have you in there uh, highly encouraged the replay and uh, uh, getting into today's episode hey Troy Franco welcome hey. on in um, getting into today's episode I figure we'll we'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll go over some you know, recap kind of uh, items, some some signs and symptoms, um, and we'll also, you know, look towards maybe some new coping strategies or you know, basically what we can do with depression because uh, an overwhelming uh, amount of the population suffers from depression. Uh, everybody. Mm -hmm feels uh, depression in some sort, I think. Uh, there are some, you know, that, that come back on the um, uh, censuses and what have you that, uh, that say they feel no depression, which that's great, more power to you. Um, but for a wide variety of us, I think that's just not the case. Hey, Dr. John, Tracy, Bo. Bo, I'm not yellow. Or maybe I am. Maybe I'm jaundiced finally. Yeah. Yeah, jaundice. Exactly. The liver was going, so who knows? Should be healing now, though. Um, so anyway, Gemma, you were not with us for the, uh, the first episode of Depression yet. So why don't we start there? What, what have you? What do you... Uh, what do you feel you suffer or struggle with uh, as far as the depression side of things go? And what do you know? Um, so I've been diagnosed with clinical depression. Um, and I have been for quite a while. Um, I have taken a number of antidepressants to try and help. Currently, I'm not taking any antidepressants. Um, and not that's not to say that it will stay that way. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I've certainly got quite a lot of history about getting different forms of treatment and things for depression. Um, like, uh, I think for a long time it had been building up and building up. I tried to ignore it and to the point where I couldn't anymore. 
and it wasn't until a, well, a friend and family member said that you know there's there's something not right we need to you need to go go to the doctors mm-hmm. denied it for a long time uh, i think it was the the whole label thing because certainly when i was diagnosed there was a huge stigma around having the um the the label depression mm-hmm. um which is why now i think certainly more open around that now and this is why we're doing what we're doing to make sure that it doesn't because certainly when i used to like mention it and if i remember applying for a job once and it actually came up and they were like you know automatically thinking that you can't do the job because you have that label then but yeah i'd say i've had the clinical depression diagnosis now for at least well at least 15 years mm-hmm. yeah i um <clears throat> i also uh, have the the diagnosis. Uh, I, I fall into the major depressive disorder category. Dr. John just spoke up there. Major depressive disorder is number two diagnosable disorder in North America. Yes, that's where right where I fall. Um, and I talked a bit in the first episode I did on this uh, way back when. Uh, I. I talked about how I had, I was walking around with no clue, um, uh, about the level of depression that I was living with. Um, well, first of all, I didn't know I was depressed because, um, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a thought in my brain because I walk around, uh, go through day to day life, uh, trying to, you know, make other people laugh. Uh, I enjoy, um, being part of uh, good conversations and, you know, I'm not life of the party, but I'm usually active um, and, you know, just all around having a good time. And uh, yeah. so when I heard about this idea that I was depressed, it kind of took me by surprise. And, um, and then what really took me by surprise was when I sat down and took a, it, it was called Beck's depression inventory, I believe, or scale. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was a 22, 21, 22 question inventory where you answer completely honestly. I mean, you have to be hundred percent honest or it's not going to tell you anything. I mean, yes, it is one of those things that you can, kind of see all right well this is going to score me pretty low so i'm going to answer higher on here you got to answer completely honestly to get a true score and that's where i fell when they tallied up my score at the end i fell into the bottom rung i was severe depression and it really it was an eye-opening thing like what what is going on here that doesn't make any sense to me at all it doesn't compute uh, dr john says major depressive disorder typically co-occurs with other mental health disorders uh absolutely very true um the number one that it goes hand in hand with would be anxiety if i'm not mistaken um but uh let's go ahead and pull up uh real quick just for a little recap um you know symptoms here we have 
you know, the changes in, in your sleeping pattern, um, thoughts of death uh, or suicide, the homicidal, suicidal ideation as it's classified um, usually, um, random outbursts of anger or tears. Uh, certainly I did, you know, when I was walking through life before, completely unaware, I would have, you know, your random outbursts of anger. I'm sure mm -hmm. you can relate to Gemma or maybe yeah. bur bursting out into tears for. Oh yeah. It'd be one minute. I could be like feeling like I was fine. Next minute I could be just bursting into tears. I remember I was taking some um, washing in or some, it was either washing or the rubbish and I dropped something. It was only something really minor. And the next thing I know, I'm on the floor with it in absolutely like floods of tears. Didn't like, didn't know what was going on. It just totally, it was just like that one thing just tipped me over the edge. Right. And Bo dropped the link for us for that Bex depression inventory. It looks like, so uh, feel free to take a look at that. You can do it right at home. It takes about 15, 20 minutes and it, and I, encourage you to answer honestly don't try and fudge the numbers uh, mm -hmm. if you're at all interested in what your depression score is um, and also we should also mention that this is not a diagnostic tool uh, it just merely gives you a idea of where you fall on a scale um, yeah certainly Di seek further attention from um, psychiatrist or uh medical caregiver um, <clears throat> and so continuing on uh, last loss of interest in enjoyable activities this one is I guess this one was my big uh, or should have been my big light bulb uh, that something was wrong because I certainly did have a loss of interest in in activities I enjoyed well just everyday activities um, I, I, I like to say that it was, uh, um, kind of like everything I found or I, I found everything to be just so mundane and not worth my time. Like stuff simple as, you know, cleaning up the house or, or even taking a shower, you know, just simple everyday tasks that you just get to the point where it's like, what is the point of all this? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that that should have been my light bulb there. Uh, that something was you know wrong um, because I've always I've always found that I, you know I <clears throat> I like to keep a clean house for the most part. It's hard with three kids, but what are you gonna do? Um, but also, hi Jim. Thanks for the super heart. Welcome on in. Um, but. Finding those those day to day activities to be so mundane and boring, um, and you'd rather just lie on the couch or lie in bed. Uh, that's that I guess is where my light bulb should have gone off. Uh, continuing forward, uh, extreme tiredness or lack of energy. Um, again, finding yourself in bed all day, um, not for a medical reason obviously uh if you're on bed rest that does not count as uh what we're talking about here certainly that can put you in a depressed state but uh it uh 
it's talking more about, you know, finding these day-to-day uh, things to be boring, mundane, just stay in bed, uh, no energy, no appetite, um, and trouble focusing and concentrating. Um, mm-hmm. uh, do you have anything to add there, Gemma? Um, not really with the, um, like the things that you've mentioned. I know that I personally have experienced things. Um, I did put in the comments, the, um, there's the, we do have a similar form to you. I think it might differ slightly. Um, but there is actually an NHS version of the, um, self-diagnostics kind of, um, depression, an anxiety self-assessment, which mm-hmm. you can do. Again, it's purely for your own, like just to check, I guess. And if you have any further issues with it or if it comes up showing that you have some form of depression, discuss it with your doctor. Um, but it is there and readily available. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Uh just looking over the comments that I've been missing and welcome on in everybody. I'm glad to see everybody stopping by. Um, we're going to take this one down and we'll go to the next image real quick. Uh, this just kind of is more uh, the common types of uh, depression or depressive disorders. Dr. John was talking earlier about major depressive disorder. That's, that's kind of where I fall under. Um, there's the persistent depressive disorder just uh, as the name says it's persistent you know um, not going away feeling kind of um, and then you know bipolar everybody's heard of the bipolar depression disorder uh, manic Mm. depression Um, these are all different uh, categories classifications types of depression that we could uh, fall under seasonal affective disorder. You were talking about that a little bit before the broadcast. That did you have yeah. something? Did you have something on that uh, specifically? Because yeah, uh, no, that's an interesting that. one about the, the changing of yeah. The... It's uh, seasonal affective disorder, known as SAD, uh, as winter depression. It says SAD is a type of depression associated with a seasonal pattern, usually related to winter. Um, it comes here. It says symptoms of sad can include persistent low mood, loss of pleasure or interest in normal everyday activity, irritability. It's pretty much the same as all the other depressions. However, it is mainly associated to like the the weather. Basically, the certain seasons like cold weather, and it can be triggered more when if you say if you've got some form of chronic pain or any sort of physical illness that is triggered by the cold weather that can in turn start um, a low mood, which can be known as the um, seasonal affective disorder or SAD for short. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. There are things, again, it says about um, medications and stuff you can take. But And did you have anything there as well uh, for the persistent depressive disorder? Um, yeah. If not, that's okay. I was just curious if that site uh, covered any. I 
seen it. I believe it's under. By the way, another another credit goes out to VeryWellMind.com. I'm going to drop them in the comments. Uh, just mm -hmm. an absolutely excellent website for um, all of this information. I get a lot of when I do research for a show to kind of brush up on my end of things uh, for yeah. presenting some information. I use verywellmind.com a lot. Um, dropping them in the comments for you. They, it's a great, great site. Yeah. With this one, with the um, persistent mm -hmm. depression, it says that um, usually it, this will be this will be diagnosed after so many months of reoccurring depression. Um, again, it's um, make, says it, it's making it almost impossible to get through daily life. Um, people with this form of depression may also have psychotic symptoms. It's not saying that you will. Um, it can after a while but it's to be diagnosed with something like that it states here that it's usually after about eight months of continuous um, symptoms and it can cause symptoms such as psychosis um, hallucinations things like that but generally by then you will be um, diagnosed with the depression and if it continues after the antidepressants as well it can be um the uh, it can be diagnosed after that and it does say it says here in very big bold psychosis is not the same as psychopath and not to be confused it's uh, saying that um, psychosis can be um, an acute condition and if treated can lead to a full recovery and it's just related to the uh, depressive side of the um, diagnosis. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. And Dr. John mentioned it lasts over two years, which is uh, why it's persistent. So mm -hmm. it, it spans a, a good deal of time. Yeah. Um, Asha also mentioned in the, or asked in the comments if, uh, if this is like PTSD, um, not really. Um, PTSD, we have done uh, an episode on earlier. Um, that is going to be more about your traumatic events in life that that resonate in your brain and don't get filed away. Um, they're always yeah. in the now, uh, and you know, like the good memories, you can you can timestamp them and and file them away. Um, these traumatic events, uh, they stay situated always in the now. Uh, and that is why you can always kind of rec recall um, these events as if, you know, even though it's mm. 10 years down the road, you can still think about them as if they were yesterday because they just don't get filed yeah. away. They're always in the now. So well, some more... of the things I've been through um, were certainly one of them is a good 20 years ago now. And I can remember things from that as if it was like five minutes ago. Whereas some of the other things, like literally what I did this morning, I can't remember. And the, the best way to determine between the two PTSD is specific to a traumatic event that's happened, whereas the depression in general, like 
it can you you can have depression and have absolutely no idea why you're depressed that's very true um or to go a step further even know that you are depressed as i yeah. seemed to fall under uh mm -hmm. walking around and it, <laughs> I was just, i'm still just amazed yeah. by it walking around completely clueless that i was severely mm -hmm. depressed yeah uh, but uh, that's, I mean, that's why we do the, do the counseling, do the, get the help needed to understand what's going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that is first and foremost, if you're going to make any kind of, of, uh, steps towards a recovery or a healthier lifestyle or a healthier you, you have to first understand what's going on inside of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we've mentioned that before, uh, yeah. and it, it's, it's paramount. Um, there, there's no way that you can start down any kind of road, uh, to a healthier you until you know what you're dealing with. And so yeah. when I, when I laugh, you know, that I was walking cluelessly around with severe depression, I, I laugh out of, uh, just sheer amazement about how little, uh, how very little I knew about myself uh you know that i was I, walking around with blinders on Greta, what's going on welcome on into the broadcast um so with all this being said good little recap from the first episode um the only thing i did not touch on that i talked about in episode two was lateral processing of emotions um mm. this can be a very dumbed down uh, way of explaining. It's almost uh, too simple when you think about it. Uh, so lateral processing of emotions is when you, you take, here's just the basic, the very nitty gritty of it. If you're feeling sadness, across that emotions wheel, is the opposite, which would be joy, right? So mm -hmm. you want to laterally process by doing something that brings joy to you. Uh, and this will in turn, uh, you know, get you feeling more joyful. Uh, mm -hmm. I know it sounds completely, uh, what's the word? Uh, simple. Um, but it is a legit thing, uh, lateral processing of emotions. And if you, uh, if you want to hear more about it, uh, I encourage you to look at episode two. I talked about it a good bit. There's even a little diagram. Um, before I knew how to work this, so it was hand-drawn. <coughs> um, but anyway, so we'll go through some ideas and some... Um, you know, ways that we can stay on a correct path here of living with this depression. Now we know what it is and we know we have it and we're learning a little bit more about it. Uh, how do we go forth and, and live day to day? How do we get back on, you know, cleaning the house and, um, uh, you know, taking a shower every day and, and not finding everything to be so mundane well, you know how everything we've covered so far 
uh, it seems the first thing uh, that you can do for yourself to better the situation is exercise. <laughs> it is not my favorite thing in the world. Oh no, not at all. I can't. But, I mean, I, I'll get behind uh, taking a walk, uh, you know, simple things like that. But it, every time I hear exercise, I'm thinking they want you to go out for a you know, half hour to an hour jog. Uh, it just, I'm not down with all that. It, I'm too old. <laughs> it, um, but exercising, eating right, and adequate sleep. So there's it's not great as well if you have chronic pain, exercise, like. Yes, that's true. Hmm. Exercising, eating right, and adequate sleep. Okay, yeah. let's let's look at this. All of the three things that I do not do. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And a fireman's mm -hmm. schedule doesn't always uh, I, yep. allow for this as well. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not always eating the healthiest. Um, firehouse meals are usually heavy and delicious. So you, you, you measure, I, I once heard that you measure the how delicious a meal was by the calories <laughs> so the calorie doesn't serve any purpose but to tell you how how excellent the meal is going to be <laughs> knowledge you got everybody um and so i'm not big into exercise i don't always eat the best mm-hmm it, it's going to be it's going to be really hard to try and get 10 guys on my ship to all be down with eating um a salad with feta cheese on top or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. um when when the other option is fried chicken and baked mac and cheese uh, for sure yeah uh and then adequate sleep you can throw that out the window i mean you guys have seen me on here at all hours of the night all hours of the day um I do sleep. I get adequate sleep. Uh, it's just I am on a a very screwed up schedule for sleep, like that, and that's part of the job. Um, uh, but I've I've been I've been used to that. I mean, I that's been the past fourteen years of my life. Um, so mm -hmm. I I do want to preface that by saying I do get sleep, uh, and I do sleep adequately. Uh, it's just not. It's not the regular uh, nine to five lifestyle for me as it is for most. Um, Gemma, I know you have quite the sleep schedule. Would you like? Would you like to share a day in the life? Oh gosh, like yeah, I I think I'd got better actually after um, Periscope went for a little while, and then. Yeah, along came HAPS and all, and meeting people that are in different time zones. And I I can't function without quite a bit of sleep because I have chronic pain and other things, and I, I get very, very tired. Now, I, th I think certainly if I didn't have a child, my sleep would entail going to bed around 5, 6 o'clock in the morning and remaining there till about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon if I was allowed to do that but um, 
I find certainly lately I've been going to bed around five, six o'clock, having to get up around nine, ten o'clock in the morning, sorting out whatever needs sorting, then having a bit of an afternoon nap if um, my son's quiet. But it certainly doesn't feel adequate enough for me at the moment. But then a lot of that is to do with the um, chronic pain and everything that I'm in and the medication which is also known to drain drain you and make you feel tired um certainly the ones i'm on anyway so it can be quite difficult and can disturb your sleep and certainly here in the uk you can't go out and readily get melatonin for example it is on a controlled prescription because i'm gonna have to get some of that for my son because he's got himself into a bit of a terrible sleep pattern with his chemo and everything so they're gonna prescribe some of that just before he goes to school but because I am a single mum they won't give me anything to help me sleep just in case I can't wake up if he needs me through the night so um yeah yeah you do it's, and it's not just a regular prescription it's a controlled prescription so you can't get more than a week at a time just um you have to have a week see how it goes like certainly with Thomas I had a week go back and then they give me another week um but it doesn't it certainly didn't work for Thomas for more than two weeks I think I got for the very first time he was on it I got another week at higher dose at slightly reduced with how it was working but yeah it's very different here with the things it is something interesting uh the melatonin situation there you know, but uh, then mm. again, they can get um, they can get prescription painkillers over here that are over the counter over there. So I mean, there's just a different codeine, balance. yeah, yeah codeine, um, codeine over here. It's only the eight five uh, eight five hundred. If you want anything stronger than the eight five hundred, um, cocodamol, um, or codeine, it's cocodamol you can buy, and it's the eight five hundred dose that you can buy over the counter. Yes. So yeah, I found that complete. That that was interesting when you first told mm. me that uh, melatonin was a prescription. Over yeah. here, it's like an herbal supplement or something. <laughs> it's a natural. Yeah, something else that I bought over there as well when I came, and I was like, "You can buy this at the counter." Yeah. Um. Mm. So, we're the 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 two of us. We're already in the hole, right? Not not eating great, not sleeping great, not exercising yep. great. Yes, mm -hmm. um, but there are other there are other other ways. Oh uh, yeah, to to live. Um. So some other things that I found, and then we'll get into you. You had found some um mm -hmm. some things to go over. Just a just a couple here off the top that I personally like. Um, journaling. Uh, I've I've touted the importance of journaling uh, on this show yeah. several times before. I do uh, that too. More specifically for depression uh, and living and managing depression, um, recurring thoughts, uh, negative thoughts, uh, stuff that keeps coming up in your head. Um, you want to jot that down and and keep an accurate um, log of how often these negative thoughts, you know, show up and come, come into play. 
Um, and and while you log that down over the course of you know a week or two, start noticing any cognitive distortions that fall into the uh, or fall into the category of cognitive distortions rather. Um, if if you're unfamiliar or don't remember uh, cognitive distortions, we did uh, back in our episode on CBT, um, which there there will be more CBT episodes to come because that's such a broad topic and and uh, actually the probably one of the most helpful tools for depression yeah. in, in of itself. Um, but you're you're basically going to take those distortions, these thoughts that aren't true just flat out aren't true but somehow you've gotten to believing are true and you're going to put those thoughts on trial and you're going to try to at least disprove discredit these thoughts and reframe them into mm-hmm. something more adequate something that is actually true so i'm talking about you know you're, you're i'm no good i'm a failure um these types of people thoughts. don't like me people don't exactly um, i'm very good at that and you're very good at telling me that it's bs <laughs> and stuff yeah i'm yeah i have to do that pretty much daily with you right more or less yeah. yeah but but that's good though because you know these are the thoughts though that i'm talking mm-hmm. about that you should you should try journaling down and and journal down well tim said again to me today that i this is not true and yeah, and, oh. and you go out of your way to try and prove me wrong. It's like it's a, it's like it's a competition now. But I, I do like that. And then, as I mentioned to someone in the comments, you can, if you're not good at journaling, I tend to do it. I, there's some apps you can get on the phone. They're free, and every day it'll ask you how you're feeling, just smiley faces. You can get things from really basic, how you're feeling, and then you've got to pick from symptoms and stuff to actually being able to type stuff as well. So they're really good. Looking at the comments here. Uh... Bud's taught me the mind is the most powerful tool in your arsenal, but it can be the most dangerous. How very true true is that? Oh, yeah. Your brain will do everything it can to bring you down sometimes. And why is that the case? You know, like you you would think that this, this, this brain of yours would be on your side. Well, not. More often than not, it seems like it's the leading cause of our anxiety, depression issues, uh, and the likes. Um, the, cognitive, the cognitive is what is your real feelings from what was untrue. Explore the 10 cognitive distortions from Aaron Beck or David Burns. Yes, uh, we do have... Uh, Back in the CBT episode, there we go through all the cognitive distortions, the the top ten, as you were saying there. I think we had eleven, but you know, it, they break them down, and next thing you know, you've got fifty of them. So I mean, yeah. it, it all depends on. I like I I'm with Dr. John here. I like the list of ten. It's nice and easy. It's uh, mm. thought provoking enough, and and we'll keep on knocking your cognitive distortions out out of the park as long as they keep coming along Gemma. oh yeah i'm sure so yeah it's we're good if you can have someone to talk to and do that with as well I oh, absolutely that. absolutely and that's uh that brings us into therapy um mm-hmm. counseling uh so 
I kind of wanted to touch on counseling and medicine uh, at the same time, because here's two things that are uh, that they're great um, tools. Sorry, blanked out there. They're great tools for uh, managing our depression day to day. Medications, antidepressants, uh, SSRIs, and then um, and then counseling on top of it. These are both uh, things that you're going to have to stick with, and and um, you you have to shop around and find what's right for you, for your body, for your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't stress enough. Obviously, you want to do this with the help of a psychiatrist preferably because they deal in the brain they prescribe medicine for the brain um your general your primary care physician uh general practitioner he is capable of prescribing you depression antidepressants but does not have the working knowledge of the brain like a psychiatrist does so that being said they're probably just going to give you whatever it is that they give everybody. And that might not be what's best for you. So following up with a psychiatrist, getting the initial prescription from a psychiatrist, laying it all out for them is, is really the key here to trying to find the successful medication for you. Um, That is huge. Um, Because uh, along the same lines as the counseling, you're not, you're not always going to jive with the first medication or the first counselor that you get. Uh, you might not have a good working relationship with your first counselor. And I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, counseling is bullshit. It doesn't do anything for me. I, you know, it's just a waste of money and I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, then you need to reevaluate your, your therapist or your counselor. Because that is, I was feeling that same exact way with my first counselor. And of course, you know, I wasn't ready to give up alcohol. I wasn't ready to take this, this walk down this path. So my brain wasn't there. Um, and I was trying to find anything wrong that I could. So on top of not wanting to be there, thinking it was bullshit from the get go. And why do I even have to do this? I didn't really have a good working relationship with the counselor. I'm not saying you want to be best buds, but you kind of want to be best buds. Like you, you want to, you want to be able to share and open up with this person, whoever it may be, and feel comfortable talking to seemingly this complete stranger about what's going on in the deep down part of you. Um, and if you don't have that with a counselor, then you of course you're not going to take anything out of it you need to find the therapist that works for you shop around you know don't be afraid to uh not necessarily dump your counselor but say hey this is not working and i'm gonna go find somebody else you know yeah you're not gonna want to spill your entire life story to someone that you just don't quick with it'd be like meeting just some person like 
in real life if you don't gel with them you're not just going to tell them all of your personal details if it's if it doesn't feel right you need to make sure that the way to see I guess a counsellor is in a way even though they're not it's like a friend that you can trust to talk to about that because if if it's somebody that you don't gel with you're not just going to spill your guts to them are you um so you need to be able to build that relationship with them build that trust and then like start found like certainly with me i i found when i was going to counselors i was um i was giving them some of the smaller stuff that i'd been through in a way of testing how they dealt with that and what they said to me and then if i if i was like if they came and said something i thought oh that that's fine then i gave them some more information and some more kind of to test what was with them and then if i thought that what they were saying was okay then i'm like yeah okay i'll tell you some more but there's been a number of counselors i've had and i thought i ain't even going to work with you because it's just like no um and a lot of the certainly like the things that i'd been through with the rape and stuff i thought i'm not going to start telling someone i've just met that i've been raped and all the horrific details that i've been with because i don't want to bring that up if I don't think that you're going to be able to help me. So I started with the smaller stuff that I, in my heart of hearts and in my mind, I kind of dealt with, but I wanted to see how they dealt with it. And then if I thought, right, okay, I can trust them with that. And if they dealt with it good in the way, if I, if I felt they dealt with it good, then I was able to give them a little bit more and a bit more. So it was like kind of spoon feeding them bits that I wanted them to know before I got onto the, the hard stuff that I found difficult to deal with because I wasn't prepared to give them that until I knew that we could work together with that. Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it reiterates the just the absolute necessity that is finding somebody that you jive with. Um, mm. Dr. John summed it up pretty well. The, the, the most important aspect to therapy is the clinician-client relationship. Uh, that, I can't think of a better way to, to um, sum that up. And, uh, you know, the same thing uh, goes for your antidepressants. Um, what works for me might not work for, you know, the next guy. Um, it may, it may be that my, my chemical balance, uh, on, uh, sertraline and, um, gabapentin, uh, whatever insert drugs here is not going to work for, but let's just call Bo out. Yeah. Um, or Gemma, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so I do take um, sertraline, mm. and I, I I was not initially prescribed sertraline, um, but after through a lot of trial and error and getting these medications to jive with each other, uh, and and with my body, um, we found a good fit with sertraline um, and some others. Uh, of course throw into the mix that I completely screwed up some of my organs. So I'm on 
medication for that. Uh, so everything kind of intermingles with each other. And it's all about finding the right combination almost. So I, again, shopping around. If you don't feel like you're getting something out of a certain medication, go back to your psychiatrist. And I say psychiatrist again, because it's so important for me to get that across that uh, these people are, are trained in the brain. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't, if your car is uh, malfunctioning, you're not going to take that to the bowling alley, right? Because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a guy there that resets the pins and knows how to uh, tune up the car. You, you want to take it to a legit mechanic. Um, same thing here. You you uh, you need to talk to a psychiatrist here. That is my personal opinion. Uh, take it or leave it. But these are some pretty heavy uh, daily drugs that can make or break uh, the, the success in managing this depression day to day. Um, if Dr. John has anything else to add on that particular, mm -hmm. um, I would, I would please uh, throw it in the comments. Uh, but yes, a psychiatrist to me is paramount for this type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, your primary care physician is great. And, 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 but like I've said before, I mean, he's, he's basically like a jack of all trades, master of none. Like he knows the whole yeah. body, you know, he can take care of the whole body. Um, the psychiatrist is focused basically just, or just not basically, but just on your brain. Um, uh, one of the other things that I had uh, written down and then we'll get with Gemma was uh, this is the last I had was uh, that I thought was interesting. Limit uh, rumination. And what is rumination? Uh, this is that persistent rehashing. There's Dr. John agreed. Uh, psychiatric physicians know the area. Well, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, rumination, rehashing those moments, that Monday morning quarterback rehash over and over and over in your head. That's rumination. You know, I could have done this better. Uh, damn it. Why didn't I think of this? Blah, 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 blah. Over and over and over again. Uh, it's it's just always, it's going to bring you down. Um, it's going to increase the uh, wants to drink, uh, do drugs, find any way to get that out of your head uh, and, and restore the, the mindfulness of everything. Um primary care you can give a referral we have a cat <laughs> he should not be in here he's taking liberties okay uh that was all i had what did you have there Gemma? just for I am, mother a lot of that i i want to second what you say about the um the like the gp or doctors for prescribing antidepressants which is why i'm not on any at the moment because I'm trying to get back into the um, into the system so that I can get some proper ones that work for me again. I I did drop off them like quite a while ago, and then I was given some other ones by the GP here, and as a result, they were not working. They were 
some of them were messing other medications and things up and I need I really need to get back into the hospital route so that I can get the proper prescription that I need so it's not that I don't want to take them it's that it's the ones that I was given were not right for me at the time um or had too many side effects <clears throat> but the list that I was looking at I'm using the um the one specific for well it's it's on the NHS website for NHS England at the moment it does mention like medication diet and exercise mindfulness um documenting things that help and as I mentioned before hey Lucia um I mentioned before about at the apps and stuff that can just either they're just tracking your mood so you can see if there's a bit of a pattern to it um certainly with women as well <clears throat> there's an app that it can ask if it's like a particular time of the month and stuff like that if there's any sort of effects with that um and just it just sometimes it just helps to track your mood even with just a just choosing how you feel to you can put other details as well if something specific has um, happened and then it says about there's a big thing here on um, work and finances and how whilst some people will take time off work for this it does say that sometimes taking off prolonged time from work can actually do more harm than good because you're getting out of the swing of the normal routine and I know from experience being stuck at home, especially during the lockdown, as I'm sure you can all relate, being stuck in the house all the time is absolutely no good for your mental health. Um, <clears throat> gives information about different things, to, about how to look after people. There's some links and stuff here that I can pop in afterwards as well. Absolutely. But yeah, you've pretty much covered all the things as well. There are they all pretty much agree across the platform wherever wherever you are in the world because depression can affect anybody from all walks of life from anywhere in the world yes it really has like the the, the waiting lists for anything related to mental health is more than more than tripled um, oh, yeah. it, it's insane absolutely it really is. and uh, that was something um, that actually Lucia and I were talking about way back when we, I first started here, um, mm. uh, the, how the pandemic has affected uh, mental health across the entire planet. Like um, it, it is so, well, I guess <clears throat> in a way, you know, there, there was some good to come out of it. Uh, as far as getting uh, getting into um, different places uh, mm. a lot quicker, but then on this end of the spectrum, the mental health side of things, like you just said, it has really, you know, slowed yeah. progression on this end. Mm -hmm. Plus, not to mention the pandemic itself is causing a great deal of um, of mental health on top of what we're already dealing with and, and oh here's Lucy it hasn't started yet when the health crisis so the mental health crisis will be huge yes um it just 
our businesses are swamped. Yes. Uh, can we take the last few minutes to talk about Tim's soul patch? There's Bo. Oh, Bo. Um, even more people who won't accept at first they have any type of issue. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. Like, that's where we started tonight. Um, was a do you even are you even aware uh, that there's an issue? And B, uh, can you accept it? Uh, and so, <clears throat> like I said earlier, Lucia, I was I was talking about uh, when I found out about my depression. It, it just did not compute in my brain that I was depressed. It, it did mm-hmm. not, I did not fathom the fact. And, and not only did I not fathom that I was depressed, mm-hmm. but to learn that I was severely depressed uh, after taking the Beck's depression inventory, I just, my mind was blown. So trying to then move towards accepting that fact and then move towards trying to fix it or live with it. You're not really going to fix it, obviously, but you're going to, you got to live with it, cope with it, manage it and become one with it. This is you. This is who you are. I am Tim. I am severely depressed. I'm an alcoholic. I have anxiety. I have PTSD and this this is now me. This is my life. And now I'm going to move forward and I'm going to try and live the best life I can with said diagnoses. Um, and I'm going to do it with a soul patch. You could be depressed and not know. Oh, Ella, Ella, Ella. I was floored when I found out that I was depressed. Um, it, it not only, I mean, I guess like I, I knew here, let me throw this back up. I can relate as well. I didn't realize for a long time initially that I was depressed. It was just, I just thought it was the norm <laughs> to feel like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course I, I, I was throwing, <clears throat> excuse me, I was doing everything to mask it yeah. without realizing it. I was drinking. Uh, I was smoking cigarettes. I was, um, you know, just anything I could think of to to try that wasn't a healthy uh, outlet to try and mask this pain that was inside that I didn't realize was there because you walk around thinking everything is fine. Um, and like you said, Gemma, it was the norm at the time. Um, yeah. But all of these different symptoms here. Um, I can I can actually go back now and be like, wow, yeah, I guess I, I guess I kind of did fall into that category, and oh yeah, my appetite wasn't the greatest, and certainly, like I said before, the the eye the eye opener was um, uh, the loss of interest in enjoyable activities. Um, that was my that should have been my big key. Because I just found everything to be so mundane and not interested in things. Um, just looking back at it now, yeah, Ella, it, it seems kind of silly to have not known. But at the time, I mean, I, I was living my life as if that was all normal. 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just a real nitty gritty rundown of how we can live and manage our depression. Um, there will be more episodes to come. Depression hits home to a lot of folks. Thank you, everybody, for mm. the awards. Lucia, Dr. John, Rada, and Jim in Chicago land. Uh, let's do a quick recap. Um, do you have anything to add before we wrap her up, Gemma? Um, no, I just keep checking the um, form. I put it in the comments a couple of times that if anybody wants to ask anything uh, anonymously, we have the uh, Google Docs form. It is completely confidential. Not even me or Tim will know who sent it unless you put your name on. But then you could you could lie about your name if you really wanted to as well. Um, and that way you can send us questions if you want to um, or any anything you want to add. Um, we can read it out. I've always got it open behind so I can see. Um, I want to move this cat because he's trying to steal my food. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> he, was, he was asking for that. Um, but... Um, Oh no, you don't have to give any gifts at all. Just being here is absolutely yes. all that's needed. Absolutely. Just being here, commenting, watching, that's all that's required. That's that's more than enough. And keep the uh conversation going. Um Yeah, if, for sure. If you enjoy just, just if you enjoy this here. content, uh then share it out and Yeah. Uh you can catch uh Lucia's broadcast Be Kind to Your Mind. Mm -hmm. uh, on her channel she does a weekly one as well um and then tonight i will be doing a special broadcast with joseph burke arts or joseph burke uh, as you know him from the art community here on haps he's doing a, a, a special tonight called coping with chronic illness the warrior within mm. or heart of a warrior yeah um, He's asked, he's asked me to be on the panel there and we're going to discuss similar issues um, yeah. with chronic Certainly illness. Chronic, um, chronic health conditions and things can really affect your mental health and that's I'd say that's how I didn't know that I was depressed. Before the PTSD things happened and everything I had been depressed for many many years and not known it, it just felt like it was normal like like isn't that how everybody feels like it, mm -hmm. it wasn't until I'd taken the like the questions we have them over here I linked it in the comments for the uh, for the one that's relatable for the UK but um they're probably all the same kind of questions but I, it's like when they told me that it wasn't just depression but it was severe clinical depression and I'm like what how and like certainly because of my health and it gets where I I personally feel like I'm just going to the doctors now and collecting conditions and collecting labels and every time I go with another complaint it's like oh what are they going to give me this time what what am I going to get labeled with this time and it's just ridiculous now this is from based on my own personal experience of what I've dealt with here, but certainly I found 
from my experience, if you have a condition that isn't textbook or isn't something that you could say x-ray and see or just look at you and see, some doctors, not all, some doctors will automatically go down the mental health route then and try and, I guess, say that it's related to that because some doctors which is why it's best to go to an actual specialist for your mental health will think oh let's just give them a generic antidepressant and that will be fine and it isn't always the mind is a very complex thing as is the body and unless you get the right help for it taking pills is going to do nothing um as I've found with the pills and the medication I'm on, it's actually caused more harm than good by being on certain medications. Mm -hmm. um, certainly I've been on morphine and fentanyl for a long time and it has wrecked my body. Um, mm -hmm. Was there other things I could have had before? Probably. But I don't know. It is what it is now. But yeah, but I think certainly the more that we talk about it and open up about it and show that it's not something that has to be hidden away and is a taboo subject anymore mm -hmm. the more that people will be aware of it and if you do suspect that there's anything not quite right as i say there are places both me and tim have put them in the comments the questions that you can do but it's not a diagnosis so if you if you do those and it comes up suggesting you might have um depression of any kind definitely take further ad advice from a doctor mm -hmm. Sorry. absolutely um. <laughs> yeah use the use the information we present here and the um <clears throat> mm -hmm. the forms that we send out as yeah. as just tools in your toolbox and, and it is not a diagnostic tool it is strictly just to open your eyes up a little bit if you care to and um and then seek out further help through professional um absolutely so yeah that being said uh like i said we got uh coping with chronic illness tonight uh on joseph burke's channel uh i'll be on that panel at 9 p.m eastern uh, and then, of course, we round out the every Wednesday evening with the fire pit and gym in Chicagoland uh, with Catalyst, his weekly fire pit. Uh, come join in 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, basically a, a great way to just uh, mid of, middle of the week uh, decompress, uh, let some things off your chest, be fields any and all comments and it's just a it's a great time uh it's a great wednesday program that he brings to the house community so and there's the cat again do, do you want a cat bow like <laughs> seriously i have two you can have i'll let you guys sort that out on behalf of Gemma and myself thank you guys again for tuning in uh all as always please feel free to drop us an email or hit up our form for any questions that you'd like answered on the show. Uh, 
bio.linkpmhh. That's all you have to type in. Yeah. And everything's there. All the social links, the forms, everything. All the magic's there. <laughs> and we will see you again next Wednesday for another edition of the Mental Health Hour. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for joining. Thank you.